You're listening to How To Catholic, Episode 5, How To Christmas Break. Don't waste it or get wasted. Hey everybody, this is Lisa Cotter. And I'm Kevin Cotter. And we're your co-hosts here at the How To Catholic Podcast, where our goal is to help you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Lisa here with my husband, Kevin, back. How's it going, Lisa? Good. How are you? Doing great. Good. I said you're back because last time we had our first guest, which was really exciting. That's right. But you weren't on the show with me, so that felt funny. Yep. Well, we're finally back together again. Back together again. It's been one whole, well, podcast episode, I guess. It's been one whole podcast episode. <laughs> I was out of town this week, but yeah. You were. Yes. So, so it's nice to have you back. So are you excited about the release this week? I am super excited about Star Wars, Lisa. No! <laughs> That is not what I'm talking about. Oh, right. You're talking about our new book. Yes. Dating <laughs> Detox. I was just kidding. Of course. Of course. No. Wh- so, obviously, we've been working on the book for a long time. Mm-hmm. What are you most excited about with the book coming out this week? What? Like this week? It's like just my like Christmas w- present. Yeah. That's but all I want for Christmas is a copy of my book, our book, in my hands. In yeah. Your hands. Yeah. That's it. Is there anything in particular or it's just like the fact that it's out? I mean, it's so the book, really this book lands between the two Seeks. Like That's the way I remember this book. Focus Conference Seek 2015 was the idea for the book that kind of spurred that right after that. And then now right before 2017 Seek, here it's coming out. So I'm just excited to share it with everybody. It's been in our minds and on our computers for so long. I just can't wait to help I don't know, get it out there and get people to start using it. It's been a long journey. It has been. Another, that'll be another podca- podcast someday. Yes. The journey of publishing. Yes. This book and others. Because uh, we wrote the book in 11 months, but then it took another year to get it into its final form and print because of all kinds of crazy stuff. All out of our control. But it's here this week, so that's yeah. great. It should be, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be much better. That's what they tell us. Star Wars in our yes. house. Yes. Yes. We'll have to get on Facebook Live or something and open up the box. That would be fun. That'd be good. I'm really excited. So, topic today: How to Christmas break? How to Christmas break? It's that time of year. It's time for a Christmas break for students. Really, for everybody. Everybody gets a pretty usually extended Christmas break. So, it's a great topic to think about. As we're rolling into the Christmas season, we're still in Advent, uh, we're getting close, and what does this time look like? How can we plan this time really effectively and do it well? Yeah, because whether you get several weeks, which if you're a college student, that's probably what you get, or just a few days, you want to maximize that time, because it only comes once a year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great. So, um, to get us started, I thought, you know, it might be a good idea just to talk about what is the point of taking a break or in the Catholic world or in the uh, philosophical world, leisure? What is true leisure? Kevin, you're smart. You want to tell us about leisure? Well, Lisa, uh, working for Focus, one of our uh, privileges is that we get to do uh, 
during different times of the year, say like Lent, we'll, we'll study uh, something together as an office. We'll have like a kind of like a book club where we'll read through a book and then have small groups discuss it. And one of the books this last year was Joseph, Joseph Pieper's uh, Leisure, The Basis of Culture. And it really opened my mind a lot about how we view free time, how we view work, and then also how we can view uh, leisure. So uh, Pieper has some really interesting things to say. So the question of what is leisure he says it's an attitude of mind and a condition of the soul that fosters a capacity to perceive the reality of the world, right? So leisure isn't just time off, uh, but it's actually an attitude of the mind or condition of the soul that allows us to perceive the reality of the, war- of the world. So I think we have this dichotomy in the world where usually either we are working, right? We have a job, we're at school, or we're off, and in that time, we're just trying to relax. We're trying to uh, entertain ourselves. Um, and that's usually what you find a lot in our culture is we have a lot of free time, but a lot of times we spend it uh, very frivolously uh, on just trying to entertain ourselves. But Peeper uh, comes in and says, you know, actually there's this third category, not work and not entertainment, but leisure in which we contemplate reality. Um so it's, it's this idea that in this period of time that we have freed up, we really see what's good, true, and beautiful. So your time off isn't necessarily so you can just do uh, more work or that you just have to do nothing at all, uh, but really an opportunity to step away from your routine, your day-to-day routine, and contemplate what is reality. You know, the reality of who God is, the reality of who we are, uh, where we're going, why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, we can do this a number of different ways, through prayer, through conversations with others. We'll get into a few tips on how to do this as we go throughout the show. Very good. See, I told you he was smart. Listeners, I married a smart guy. I'm really lucky. So, leisure. Yeah, and I remember learning about this back in college during, did you take Christian morality? I did. I did take it with Dr. Edward P. Edward P. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Some people call him Ted. Ted. That's right. But not Dr. Ted. Just Dr. Edward Suri or, yeah, anyways. Yeah, and I remember reading that book or excerpts at least from it in that class and really revolutionizing the way that we looked at entertainment and time off. And that was when we kind of started really challenging ourselves not to work on Sunday, but to try to have true leisure. So um, I think it's a great, great thing to be... Uh, aware of and to think about, all right, what is the point of this break and what am I going to be doing during this time to make sure that it's not just wasted binge watching um, Fuller House or something like that? Not that anyone in our house has watched Fuller House. No, only the first <laughs> few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what what are uh, some tips we can walk people through? Which, P.S., I was really disappointed in Fuller House, if I'm just being honest. It was like the goodness was gone and it was... I don't know. It was just weird. They kept putting in windows. Anyways, this is a total side note. Um, the, re- the reboots have failed us. It has. From the 90s. Yes. Yeah, That's I was well, yeah. also disappointed in the other big reboot that other people might disagree with me. Gilmore Girls. Yes, disappointed in that one as well. Um, just I don't, yeah. Mm. That, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but. Yeah. My I was just heard. I heard things from somebody else mm-hmm. in my house. Whispers. Anyways. All right. So tip number one. Yes, Lisa? expectations. Discuss expectations. If you don't, if you fail to plan, I think you uh, plan, plan to, to fail. fail. Yeah. I think that's, mm. I think that's, I think that's biblical. 
<laughs> it's not. It's not. I right just there next to cleanliness is next to godliness, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's in Matthew. I think <laughs> Jesus said that, right? No, he didn't. He didn't at all. He did not. All right. So what? It, what we're li- thinking through expectations. What does this look like, Lisa? Yes. Um, expectations. So expectations, knowing what your expectations are can kind of be the difference between having fun and being frustrated. I know there have been several times where we've had breaks or vacations or even just a random day off. And if we don't discuss our expectations in advance, it can end up with both of us being frustrated. Um, So I like an example that I think of is when we first got married and we started going home sometimes for Christmas back to your house. So Kevin's parents still live in the house that he grew up in. And so there's still Kevin's bedroom at Kevin's house and still Kevin's basement and all of Kevin's bachelor life. All is my still favorite there. things in the world. Yeah. It's great. All of it. So when we would go home to his house, he would go into bachelor mode. They had cable. It was really easy to do. Yes. We've <laughs> never had cable ever. Um, so it's like he reverted back to pre-marriage and, you know, high school or something. And I would get so frustrated because I would have this expectation that Christmas break would be this time where we would get to hang out and go do things. And Kevin, like, would go home and just, like, automatically be like, there's my couch. I'm just going to sleep. <laughs> and so we eventually learned we needed to actually talk about it before we went home. So I wasn't frustrated thinking this we're going to have this great family time and do all these wonderful things and Kevin was thinking well I just wanted to like rest and take a nap and be home and all of that yep and I think we'll get more into how to make this plan and we'll remind you at the end but I think just to start this is starting to think through what is this break going to look like and how am I going to spend my time because uh yeah when you don't when you don't when you do fail the plane you you plan to fail and uh time is a valuable commodity we should do the best with it and be great stewards of it you can't get more of it. It only goes away. Yeah. So be thinking about like, what are your kind of goals for this break? If, and you need to make sure that they're known. So if you're married, it's a great thing to discuss with your spouse. Like what is the game plan for this break? Even if you're single and you go home, it, you know, if you know, I really want to go out and just have a great time with my sister and we're going to go shopping and get coffee. Well, if you don't make that need or that desire known then you might go the whole break without accomplishing that and be frustrated with your sister because it's like well she didn't even spend any time with me and I thought we were going to go do coffee well if you don't tell her she can't know so that's the first tip there is to discuss expectations especially with those people who you need to include in your game plan to make sure that you do accomplish some of those things that you want to do during break fantastic tip number two tip number two don't leave Jesus behind so when we, really re- when we leave our routines, uh, it's really easy to forget uh, some of the habits that we put into place. So hopefully, uh, and I think this is, boy, this is true when you're a student, but I think it's true when you're traveling as well. Always. You all of a sudden it's just, okay, everything's new and we get out of these habits. So we really want to think through how to make sure that we continue these habits in whatever new environment that we're in. So um in particular, I think prayer. So if we're going to try, if leisure is all about um, contemplating reality, one of the best realities that we can contemplate is our Lord, right? And what our Lord's doing in our life and thinking through and using this time of leisure to think through why am I here and what is the Lord doing in my life? So you really want to figure out, all right, how am I going to get to mass and how am I going to get time of prayer, 
right? So you might go, well, when I am at school, I have a certain routine, I have classes, and then before this class, I go pray, or after this class, or uh, as a um, as a parent, you know, certain times in the day where you have to pray. But with this transition or this new environment, you want to think through, what are these new times? So I might sleep in more. Okay, that's fine. You can sleep in more, but are you going to go to noon mass? Or are you going to pray at noon? What, what is that moment? What is that trigger or cue in your life that's going to help you remember to do that on a daily basis uh, to really use that time well? And even if you aren't in a new environment, sometimes it could be difficult to keep up those routines when just your schedule is completely changed. I know I kind of have my daily routine. I know when I'm going to pray. I know when I'm going to do these, you know, certain um, kind of staples in my day. But when it's an extended break, everything kind of shifts and changes. And so I have to reevaluate, okay, when am I going to pray if uh, things have changed around or if we are going to sleep in or if we're going to go to mass early, well, that changes the way that, you know, my day might function or something. Um, One tip I was thinking of with this um, for show notes here with mass, if you are going to a new city and you're going to be somewhere um, where you're not familiar with the parishes around or what time mass is offered, there's this website. And I was laughing at this when I thought about this because I don't even know if people know about this website anymore. It's called masstimes.org. Do you remember that website, Kevin? It was one of those moments, I think, early on the internet that was like a wow moment. Like, oh my gosh, they put all the mass times in the United States on one website and I can just look up anywhere and they'll tell me what mass is. It was like the first searchable database I'd ever seen on the internet. Yeah, it was incredible. And we were both like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and now you look at it and you're like, this is really uh, special HTML, like, <laughs> yeah, pretty sure we've, we've advanced beyond this, but the site's still up and running and they have updated it since when we first saw it years and years and years ago. As so you can just search, if you don't know, put in the zip code where you're at and it will tell you all the parishes around or, um, it really anywhere. If there's a hospital that has mass, it, pretty much everything's going to be in there. Um, masstimes.org. So you can check that out. So you don't have any excuse about not knowing when mass is based upon where you are. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Also, I think of note, so when we talk about leaving Jesus behind, not just your prayer life, um, but with your moral life as well. When we were doing interviews for our books over and over and over again, we always heard the time when people would fail was when they were on break for our college students. When they would go home for Christmas break or when they would go home for summer, that's when they would get into trouble. Because all of a sudden, kind of like Kevin back at his house, like he'd go home and he was like, bachelor mode, this is what I do here. It's kind of ironic, but going home actually put people in a position where they would break from their routines of the like virtue and the habits that they had built that were good. And so they'd be home and be like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friends from high school again. And we always drank together. And so all of a sudden I'm drinking together. Or they'd be home and it'd be like, oh, my ex-boyfriend is here and we're going to hang out because that's what you do, right? You still hang out with your ex-boyfriend when you go home for Christmas break. And then all of a sudden, one thing would lead to another and old habits would come out and they would start getting physical and doing things that they regretted. And I'm, I'm over and over again. I was shocked at how many times this came up. But I think it's something very much to be aware of when you think about not leaving Jesus behind is remembering that you need to be extra on guard because you are out of your environment and you're not potentially around your support group and you are going to find those temptations that used to uh, creep up are going to be staring you in the face in that new place. Yeah, I think 
and I, and I always find when you go home, you're that witness for people, which is really great. But sometimes those people can go, they, they want to tear you down or they want to see you fall back in your own routine or, you know, for them to not feel like you're better than them or whatever it might be. And so I think, yeah, being on guard is, is huge and, uh, be good to think through some of those situations before they just happen to you. Uh, so you, you're prepared on what to say and what to do. Or even with family, if you've got a difficult relationship with somebody in your family and it's somebody that you don't see very often, then all of a sudden there they are present to you and anger can come up or uh, frustration or you can just get into, you know, that, that habit of like this person makes me feel this way. So I'm going to respond this way when that might be something that you're really good at when there's distance between you guys. But then when you get together, all of a sudden it really becomes a struggle. So all the more reason to really need to make sure that you are continuing your spiritual habits, your prayer time, going to mass. If you need to go to confession, don't forget that's available wherever you are. Um, you can still do that as well. All right. So tip number one was to discuss expectations. Tip number two was don't leave Jesus behind the one that we just did. And uh, now tip number three. Tip number three is to walk away from the screen. Walk away from the screen. So first, I think uh, this is often uh, a problem in our culture. We have so much free time that rather than doing great things with it, we've actually, um, we don't do anything with it at all. And so we uh, often binge on different shows, uh, and breaks a really good time to unplug. Um, but we also want to make sure that we're using this time, uh, wisely. So we don't want to just go brain dead, right? Cause when we're going brain dead, when we're just binging on a show or we're playing video games, uh, on end forever, we're not contemplating reality, right? Like we're not trying to figure out how to live our lives better. We're not thinking about how the Lord is Lord over our lives and what he's doing in our lives or why we're here, or what we're doing. And it really just uh, shuts us off. And I think ultimately we don't come alive in those situations. I know there's certain times where we'll, you know, we'll binge watch something or we'll um, spend time playing a video game, whatever. And then you kind of ask yourself, you might ask one another after these activities and go, do you feel better about life? Like, do you feel more rejuvenated or do you feel good? And usually the answer is, well, I might've had fun, but the next day I don't, I don't feel any better. Like I'm not a better person because of that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the same thing with social media. I think it'd be really easy to social media binge and just scroll, 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 scroll. And you're like, wow, I'm looking at things from October and it's December. I must be really bored <laughs> or lonely or something. Um, but nobody ever feels better. Like I've never heard somebody be like, I'm just really glad I spent the last hour and a half binging on social media. Like nobody ever, you know, very rarely. Maybe there was that video that inspired you, but very, very rarely does that cause that kind of a, um, I don't know what you call it, joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's often joyless, really. And it's it's um this amazing dynamic where it gives you a short-term pleasure, right? Like in the moment, you're like, oh, this is great. But then afterwards, it gives you no long-term fulfillment. And that's where I think uh, leisure and understanding leisure correctly is so important because when we contemplate reality, we feel better about ourselves. We can see where God's taken us. And anytime we've been on a great retreat or anytime we've been to a conference or anytime we spent time in prayer, like there's a joy there that doesn't last five minutes, but there's a joy there that lasts for much longer time. And so we want to figure out how do we put ourselves in those situations? We're not just binging for the moment 
and for that momentary pleasure, but we're doing things that fulfill us and give us meaning in life. Yeah, and so that's not to say that like everybody should completely unplug and don't look at a screen or else you're not having true leisure because sometimes it can involve a screen if you're watching an edifying movie or Mm -hmm. if you are having fun. I mean, sometimes we will, we'll get out the Wii and play Mario Kart as a family and that's fun because we're all doing it together, but we're doing it in moderation. I often think of um, that one Thanksgiving break. Do you remember what you and uh, our brother well, brother-in-law well, Ryan did. Yeah, I think it was Christmas. It yeah. was, oh, yeah. I, it was Christmas. I thought it was Thanksgiving. We, yeah, and it was we busted out our old Tecmo Bowl for Nintendo, and we ended up winning the Super Bowl and played a bunch of games, <laughs> and and it was good because I think it was a good moment together. Um, it, it could have been probably a little bit too much, but I think oh yeah, you just want to figure out is this actually bringing life? Is it building relationships, or is it just? dead time right there's a big difference well and that was a time when we didn't have any kids yet not the four of us yeah and we were just or maybe 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 one child maybe one child not yeah. ours but my sister's and i just remember my sister and i like we were just like cooking and hanging out and kind of coming in and out of the room and, and they they weren't like obsessive about it it was just like when we had some downtime it was like hey you want to play another game you know like so it was over like an extended amount of time it wasn't all in one day um yeah. You know, that was like a fun memory of us, like using a screen, not in a way that was like by myself in a dark room, lonely, you know? Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So that was uh, walking away uh, from the screen. Do you have anything else on that one? Yeah, I think too, just another benefit of walking away from the screen. I know for me, if I'm constantly looking at my phone, I'm constantly checking my email. And if I'm constantly checking my email, then work stuff is coming up. And I'm thinking, oh, I need to reply to that. I need to make sure to follow up on this. Or it might not even be work, but it might be like related to the kids with what's going on at school. And then all of a sudden my mind is just taken away from the moment and it's thinking about my to-do list. And so another benefit of kind of limiting your screen time or, or unplugging to the extent that you can is it allows you to not be keeping your head in the work world whether that work be work work or just living life work just stuff you have to take care of um so it's really helpful to to be able to uh, detach from that during this time um, is another great benefit of walking away from the screen yeah absolutely again those are the two extremes i think for people for leisure is on one hand we do work and we're trying to keep trying to do work on the other hand we're uh, really seeking out entertainment, but leisure is that I think in a lot of ways in between where we're contemplating reality, we're not working, and we're also not going brain dead with whatever we're binging on. Great. So our three tips so far, walk away from the screen, which was that last one before don't leave Jesus behind. And then the first one was discuss expectations. Lisa, tip number four, we've given some ways to kind of avoid mistakes, but what are some ways that we can have true leisure Yes, that is our fourth tip. <laughs> Make time for true leisure. I, yeah, I set you up to tell you the answer. <laughs> yeah, so the fourth tip is to make time for true leisure. You kind of have to make sure, again, that kind of comes back to your expectations. Make sure that you work it in. If you, um, Some examples would be reading a good book. If you've got a book that you've been wanting to read, be intentional about it. Make sure you've got it in your hand. Buy it. Get it from the library so the whole break doesn't go by and you're like, oh, I was going to read something, but I just never got around to picking up something to read or whatever it is. We Mostly all of us, though, have like 50 books in our house that we bought and we planned on reading. So go down to your shelf. Grab a good book to read. Um, do some of those non-screen things with your family and your friends. We love playing cards. We love playing board games. Our kids have gotten to the age where they can really start to play 
more adult board games, which is really nice to not just be playing Shoots and Ladders, which I'm pretty sure is from the devil because that game never ends. <laughs> it's the worst game. It's not fun. It's not fun. Don't play it. Find another game. Or War. War's up there, too, with those games that just never, ever end. Um, so, yeah, playing games. Um, if you find those things that you love to do, bake something from scratch, actually. Spend some time cooking in the kitchen if that's something you enjoy. Uh, gather your friends. One thing I really enjoy about Kevin's family is during breaks, whenever we do go home, they always come up with these leisure events that we do together. So I can think, like, the boys would all go play whirly ball, which, do we need to explain whirly ball? Well, it's based on the cross on go-karts. I Does think it get better? <laughs> <laughs> and we shoot balls into basketball goals, I think. Yeah, there's not, I mean, yeah, enough said. It's great, yeah. Yeah, you basically get a go-kart to move you around. Um, and the girls, we went out to lunch, which I think is always fun because the girls are like, we're going to go to a fancy lunch, and the boys go play sports, which is so stereotypical. Um, top golf, you guys have done that, right? Yep. Top golf. Uh, one time they rented a volleyball court at like a gym and we all came and played volleyball like all the extended family and Kevin has a big family so that's what makes it fine but that's one thing I really appreciate about the way their family does vacation time together is they do make sure to add in events like fun events time where people are gathering together and it's focused on an activity that everybody's enjoying together which is really cool yeah, you think through what kind of events are going to put us into communion with one another. How do we get to know each other more? And I think for guys, a lot of times, it's doing things together. That's how we get to know each other. I remember uh, early on, as our first year at New Staff Training at Focus, which wasn't particularly great for us, and we had soccer uh, each each week. And Lisa was like, why do you need to go play soccer? Like, we're so busy. We got so much going on. It was hard to explain, but that is the way I got to know people. Guys don't always, or they can, they can talk to each other to get to know each other. But a lot of times it's through doing something together, going hunting, uh, playing a sport, uh, whatever it might be. That's how we come to know one another. Which I think women a lot of times, which makes sense, come to know each other by talking to one another, having conversations. So I think just trying to figure out what are those things that are going to draw you into commun- communion, those are the things that help you talk about reality. But even going a step farther, I think we know how to be entertained with one another. But the question is, do we know how to talk about real things with one another? Do we get past how's work and how's the weather? And do we get down to how are you doing and what's going on in your life? And I think that's the point where I think we really get down to leisure. We really get down to contemplating reality where we can have true conversations. So I think some of it's a stepping ladder. What are these things that help us get there. Uh, playing cards sometimes is good because there's a lull and you can actually have a conversation. Or sometimes going out and playing whirly ball or going out for lunch like gives us an opportunity and a platform to dive deeper. But we have to remember leisure is ultimately a condition of the soul. It's our own inner attitude. And so we can either go through these things and not actually contemplate reality or we can go through them and dive deeper into reality with one another Really, the, the choice is ours, but trying to set an environment that allows that to happen, I think, is is really a goal of our time on break, whether that's with our immediate family, whether that's with us and the Lord, whether that's with um, others that were around. How do we set ourselves up for these uh, conditions so that we can then dive into deeper things and in reality? Excellent. Yeah. So I just to wrap up that point, really, it's about figuring out what makes you come alive, what makes you feel alive, what helps you to think about the deeper things of this world. Um, 
even if it doesn't appear to on the surface, but leads you to that truly being filled up and truly being uh, relaxed and truly being able to feel rejuvenated. Awesome. So that was Make Time for True Leisure. And uh, our four points today were to discuss expectations, don't leave Jesus behind, walk away from the screen, and make time for true leisure. Lisa, do you want to do the how-to challenge for this week? Yes. So our how-to challenge this week is to come up with a game plan before you begin your break. And if you've already begun your break, then go ahead, carve out some time right now and ask yourself, what is success? Like, how do I achieve it during this break? What is success going to look like? And if you really want to go for the gold here, we would suggest that you tell that plan to someone else to keep you accountable. So if you know that there are certain expectations that you want to have laid out, um, and you also know that you're going to do a better job with them, if somebody else is going to ask you how it went, call up that friend, text that friend, whoever it is, and uh, let them know what your plan is and ask them to ask you about it later. Yeah, it's so easy to get off what our goals were. Uh, so easy to go a week by and go a break and go, oh my gosh, I haven't prayed but one time this week. So for someone to just to alert us and to, to remind us, hey, have you prayed this week? Or how, are you praying each day? Such a such a gift to be able to have someone uh, talk into our life like that. So yeah, great challenge. Sounds good. Well, that's it, guys. That is our how-to Christmas break. Thanks for uh, listening in today. It means a lot to us. Thanks so much, and God bless. God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We are so honored that you've given us your time. Show notes for this episode can be found at madetomagnify.com, and you can connect with me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter, and Lisa on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. We'd love to hear from you there with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics or guests. And would you do us a quick favor? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would you head on over to iTunes and rate the show for us? This helps us get the podcast out there to those who are looking for a show just like this. Until next time, be saints. It's worth it. Mm-hmm.